welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. All right, I'm going to do something a little different from my usual sermon start, and I did this uh, with our Kingdom Builders Reveal moment, and I just want to do this so all the campuses can see this. Um, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I said that I wanted you to see a list of all the, I said, like, make up a screen, and sometimes I say these things, and the team looks at me like, oh, man, and this one, I said, you have to do it. I don't care, like, and so I, I wanted you to see all the projects. We just keep talking about Kingdom Builders and all the different projects we've funded, so uh, behind me on the screen, go ahead, throw it up there. I want all of these ministries, every single one of them, every single one of them, even the ones behind the piano that you can't, Project Rescue, Equip Leadership, River Valley Network, Every Meal, Afghanistan Emergency Project, all of them, every single one of them, fully funded, fully 100% funded. And, and I, I have an update to give you that is just continuing to increase my faith and to cause me to actually like lose my breath uh, for the last couple of days, I've just been in awe. I've just, it's almost been like, God, what are you up to? Uh, our new Kingdom Builders total is $8,610,000. $263. I have been in awe. I have been watching this, and I could tell you this, that more is coming in. I, I'm just telling you right now, some of it I'm saying in faith, and other I'm telling you that People have been texting me saying, God is spurring me on. I'm supposed to give this gift. And others have said, please expect this. It's coming. There's a stock transfer. Things are, so I know this, that, that people are just saying there's more coming. There's more coming. And um, I, I just am in awe of what God is doing. I just want to let you know this. I, I, I mean, this is a God thing. This is bigger than vision. This is a God thing. Okay, this is not, no one deserves the credit for this but God alone. And God has, is doing something through us and in us, and he's working a miracle right now in our miracle offering. This is our largest one ever, and I really believe this. I, I, I say this uh, in faith and also in what I'm hearing other people saying to me of we're giving a gift, things are coming. I, I really believe that we will go past 10 million. I really believe that. I know, and you're like, wait, 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 I just... I really, I, I, I thought that that would be a someday, and I believe what God is doing in our church and in people's hearts and in their lives, something is happening on a supernatural level. I felt it at the Kingdom Builders Banquet, and I, there was just a, a presence of God moment that descended in that moment, and I just felt like this year was different, and I, I, I thought we'd go past the eight million, um, and I, I just, I'm seeing something happen. I'm just trying to explain to you, I, I, even in my prayer this week, I've been like, God, I'm speechless. This is yours. You are doing this. It's for your glory and for your honor. And um, to put it in perspective, like even in the very last week, in the last seven days, last year in the height of COVID and, and the pandemic, and we were wondering just in case. And, and in the last week, we saw a half a million come in last year. And I'm saying, God, what can you do this year as our faith is growing? So keep praying with me. This is, this is a God thing. God is doing a miracle 
in our church right now. This is something way beyond us. And uh, we just say, to God be the glory. So we are, we are funding bonus projects and we have other bonus projects. And as soon as we fund them and have permission to share these ones that we're funding and raising these resources for, we'll do. But everything on that screen was fully funded. And I felt like you needed to hear this and, and see this moment um, as a person filled with faith, with the gift of faith that has believed God. There were times I searched a church, like this is one of those moments that Wow, God, wow, God, wow, God. So I just want to pray one more time. Then we'll jump into the message. But I, I had to share this with all of our campuses and have a wow, God moment in this together, a wow, God moment. So Lord, we just say that you have done uh, way above all that we could ask or think or imagine. You, you've done more than vision set out to say. You, you've done more than even those that ribbed me and said seven, five was too small, eight million should be the number. Lord, this is to expand your kingdom. This is to do good in, in future Christian leaders. This is doing good all around us in the local communities where we minister as a church and then globally around the world. So God, we say, keep doing what you're doing. May we be vessels. May we live blessed to be a blessing and may it come to us to go through us and may your, your glory be just lifted up around the world through what you're doing in your people and through your people. So to you be the glory. This is beyond vision. May we never forget it's for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. One more hand clap for God and for what he's doing. $8.6 million. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we are gonna continue the series started by our campus pastors last week. They're basing it on our song, His Name Will Be. And that's a beautiful Christmas song that our team wrote. And it has wonderful names uh, of God in there. And it's a uh, great redeemer is what was done last week. And I want you to know that uh, it's from the song, but it's also in the Bible. We preach the Bible at River Valley Church, all right? I remember one time somebody called me, and this is back when I answered the phone. So it was a long time ago, all right? And uh, I don't even know how to turn the phone. I mean, I walk by, thank you. I don't have a clue, but I used to answer the phone. And they used to print my phone number in the bulletin. They don't do that anymore either. But I, I used to answer the phone. And, and somebody said, hey, do you preach the Bible? I said, yes, we do. Well, what else will we preach? And they said, well, the church we're going to kind of preaches the Reader's Digest. I was like, no, nope, I might use that as an illustration, but we're preaching the Bible. All right, we preach the Bible here. And it's the song that we're singing is also the, those names and titles of God are in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, which are where these titles come from. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. These are the titles. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now, the title that we're going to talk about, and it's in that song, Prince of Peace. In that beautiful song that we sing in our church, that we're going to sing on Christmas Eve for the services, Christmas Eve Eve and Christmas Eve, Prince of Peace. And I want to go back into the history a little bit, maybe one chapter before Isaiah 9. But in the history of this, before this prophecy was declared by Isaiah, there was gloom and darkness. If you just go back one chapter in Isaiah, in chapter 8, there's doom and, and, and gloom 
and darkness. And I'll, I'll read it for you. It says, they will pass through it hard pressed and hungry and it shall happen when they are hungry that they will be enraged and curse their king and their God and look upward. Then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. So in chapter eight of Isaiah, he's talking about how bad things are. and It'll be gloom and driven into this. Uh, I love the way it says there, gloom of anguish and this darkness. And so in, in chapter eight, it's like gloom and darkness at eight, but light and peace at nine. It's almost like a news story, like gloom at eight, light at nine. You know what I mean? It's like changing right there. One chapter changes it all. And of all the titles that are there, one of the titles we have that we can call our Lord and Savior is Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. And by the just side note on this, the, the titles that are there, amazing, amazing titles and names and ways that we can understand who Jesus is. But today, we're gonna look at the Prince of Peace and we need peace on earth. We need peace on earth. I mean, it, it, it just I talked about it throughout the year, like my anger is up and this, and, and, and we like, give us, you know, help us with all of our things we're going through. I mean, COVID, politics, we have class envy, anger, we have people picking sides, we have struggles, we have fights, we have people beating each up, other up in the malls, we have crime, we have racial unrest. Do you understand? We need peace. We need peace. And as I was preparing for the sermon, I saw this article in the Daily Mail, and it was uh, December 15th, and it said this, the, the title came from an Ivy League study, it says, U.S. political polarization may reach irreversible tipping point as Republicans and Democrats cannot unite. It said they can't unite on a crisis, they can't unite on the pandemic, they can't unite even if there was a war. It just feels like sides are being made, and, it, and there's just this lack of peace. I'll tell you, I, I don't know when the last time was that I watched the evening news and my life is filled with so much peace. Because there's so much of this. I mean, I feel like they're trying to get us to fight. And I'm like, no, I, I want to live the, the peace of God in this world. But we are not good at peace. In the past 3,400 years of recorded history, there's only been 268 years where the world has been entirely at peace. Out of 3,400 years, the last 3,400 years, only 268 years that we could truly say, yes, we're at peace. We are not at war somewhere in this world. That means that 8% of the time we have been at peace. We're not very good at peace. About 150 million to 1 billion by estimates have been killed in wars throughout history. And I believe it's much closer to the billion number. It's sad that some religions relish that their God is a God of war or their God is a God of vengeance or their God is gonna get you. I thank God that this year at Christmas, we can thank God that we get to celebrate Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. That we don't have to walk around and be like, God's really angry and he's, no, God is a God that says, I'm sending my son, Prince of Peace. Think about this, he created the world in peace. Think Garden of Eden. When we broke the peace, when mankind sinned and broke the peace, he's like, I will help restore the peace and I'll send my son Jesus. And then he says, I'm gonna completely restore everything in, when this world ends. And he's like, I'm gonna make it so that you're gonna live in peace. I mean, God delights in peace. We serve a God that delights in peace. Now, before I get into the title of Prince of Peace, I wanna just say, what is peace? 
And the word that is used in the Bible for peace is the word shalom. Shalom. If you ever get a chance to go on Global Team Israel, and I'm believing that the world will open up again and we'll be able to travel and, and get around to these places without any, you know, just hindrances and keeping us from there. I'm just praying for that. But if you ever get a chance to go to Israel, it's so interesting, you know, when, when you, you're there, you're like, shalom. And you're like, that, that's in the Bible. Like, that, you're like, that's so cool. We just said like a Bible word, you know. And then when you're leaving, you're like, shalom. And you're like, there it is again. It's like coming and going, shalom. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what it is, but there's just things about when you're there and you're saying the things that you read is pretty amazing. But they actually say the word shalom uh, in, in Israel, they actually would say this word when they're saying hello and when they're saying goodbye. And they're not just saying hello and goodbye. They're actually saying more than peace be with you. They're saying more than that. They're saying something more along the lines of may you be filled with a complete and perfect peace and be full of well-being. They're saying something like may health and prosperity and peace of mind and spirit be upon you. That's, that's, that's better than hello. See ya. I mean, I mean, I, I actually thought when I was doing this, I thought, why don't I use that word more often? You know, like I should use the word shalom. And, and, and it's so outside of normal in America that it would probably shock people. And they're like, he's Jewish. No, he's the pastor of River Valley. All right, I'll make them wonder. All right. It can be defined as completeness, soundness, welfare, peace. Additionally, one theologian said shalom means universal flourishing, wholeness and delight, a rich state of affairs in which natural needs are satisfied and natural gifts are faithfully employed, fruitfully employed under the arch of God's love. Wow, I love this word shalom. And this is this word peace. He's the prince of peace. And it's so much more. When you, when you hear it like this, it's so much more than our peace sign. Like, we don't want war. We're, we want peace or like peace. Peace, we just want peace. You know, I mean, it's way more than that. It doesn't mean just like no war, no fighting, let's eat. It means so much more that our God is the Prince of Peace. Ronald Reagan said, peace is more than just the absence of war. True peace is justice. True peace is freedom. C.S. Lewis said, God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There's no such thing. Wow, that's why he's the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace, and he gives us this shalom. He gives us this well-being because when we receive him, then we have this, this peace. True shalom is reached only through God. I love that, and if you ever needed uh, this, you need to know that God wants to give you peace in so many different... I just was thinking about how much peace we receive as followers of Jesus Christ. When we receive the Prince of Peace, when we say you are our Savior, when we understand why he was born on this earth and why these titles are given and we, we receive this peace, there's just a, a joy that comes up. Like the peace is so good, and please don't get me wrong, like your, your forgiveness of your sins and having eternal life with Jesus Christ is so amazing. The peace of God that he gives you following is so amazing. Like if it was just that, it would be amazing. But it's that and salvation, if you understand what I'm saying. The peace of God that you get in your life, knowing that he's your Prince of Peace, that he's your Savior, it's such a joy. Now, he gives you this peace. He gives you this shalom. 
And if you've ever needed, I just want to point out a couple of things. If you need peace of mind right now, you need to say, Prince of Peace, give me peace of mind. When you are living for God, you have a, a peace of mind when you are following him and you are doing what he says and you are living for his glory and you're being obedient. You have a peace of mind. And so many people do not have peace of mind. They're, there's just no peace. There's no rest. It just keeps going. It keep, I mean, it, it, it never ends and they get beat up by the things people say and, and they, they, it just, there's no peace of mind. They can't even sleep they, they, because their, their mind doesn't turn off and there's no peace. And, and, and I could see people in this room and those of you watching online, I could, I could see people in this room like, oh, 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 I can't sleep. You know, that's not my problem. Like Becca said, like the other night, she said, you, you said good night, turn out the light. And like, she said, a second later, you were snoring. Like it was over. Like I was like, I said, that's because I have peace of mind. You know, I have, I have shalom in my sleep, you know. You want shalom in your sleep? Psalm 4, 8, in peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. If you need peace of mind, if you need peace for sleep, you need to claim it right now. Matter of fact, I'm thinking about one of our dear friends of our church, Dick Brogdon, one of our dear friends. He, he just says that he struggles with sleeping at night. He gets spiritually attacked. I have made it a point to pray for him because I believe God is using him so strategically around the world. You can pray for him and for your peace of mind. If you need peace of mind, I just feel like you need to grab, grab a hold of the Prince of Peace right now. Grab a hold of him. Grab a hold. Like, don't let go. God, I desire to have this peace of mind that you can give. Your words spoken over me will be more powerful than words spoken over me by other people. You will give me this peace. I won't worry about what's going on out there because I know what's going on in here. The Prince of Peace is in charge and I'm gonna sleep well and I'm gonna make it through this world and I'm gonna have peace of mind. I believe this, that God gives us peace. He gives us this shalom in, in moments of crisis and in moments of death and dying. It, I, I believe this, in the crisis that we face, and we, we face so many different things. There's just so many different things. In the crisis that we face, like the peace of God just comes up, the Prince of Peace shows up, and this peace that God gives us because it's Him, and He gives us this peace, we get through. I just think about the crisis that I've been through in life, that like I have felt God's peace in a way, a supernatural way, and I've, I, I've shared them so many times, and I just feel like I've shared it. But I mean, when I went in for surgery when I was 11 years old and I just, the, the peace of God filled that operating room. And like even talking about it now, I can remember that. Like the peace of God enveloped me when we had a crisis at our church years ago. And I, I just remember kneeling at the altar area and the peace of God like wrapped itself around me. And, and I'm just telling you, there's peace in the crisis that, that the world cannot understand. There's, there's peace even in, in death, where there's a peace that's there that makes people wonder. It's, it's so interesting, we say rest in peace. Have you ever noticed when people are like, rest in peace? You know, like, there you go, rest in peace. Like, like they're gone from this earth and we want them to rest. I mean, please, please, please never put that on my tombstone, all right? If you're there when I die, like I came up with a couple other ones that you should... S-L-I-H, put that on there. Singing loud in heaven, put that one, sly. All right, you can put that, um, or I-H-P, in his presence. Don't put rest in peace, all right? I mean, I'm gonna be singing loud. You, you can, 
You can do die too, dancing in heaven. I, you got it. You, I'm just not, I mean, but we say rest in peace. Rest, and I understand what we're saying. It's respectful to say that. But let me tell you something. More important than rest in peace is may we die in peace. May we live in such a way that when death comes and it's coming, it's 100%, that we're able to say we are dying in peace. We are dying, because we know who holds our future. We're not wondering, we're not guessing. We know that we know that we know that we've been forgiven. And if you've not been forgiven, at the end of the service, there's gonna be an opportunity for that. And you can know that. Because I'm gonna tell you this, I know that I know. Let me go back to when I was age 11. And I, the psychologist was talking to me like, you know you could die in this surgery. I said, I do. And she's like, how come you're not messed up right now? I said, well, the way I look at it, if I live, I have an amazing family that I get to live with. And if I die, I'm going to be with Jesus in heaven and I can't lose, so I'm good. And the psychiatrist, no kidding, when I was 11 years old, she looks at me and she goes, you're more together than I am. And then she walked out of the room. <laughs> you know why? Because we have the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace is taking care. He controls my days. He controls my days. And, and I'm gonna make the most of every day that he gives me. And, and I'm gonna die in peace. Genesis 15, 15, God said this to Abraham, you yourself will live to a ripe old age, die in peace, and be buried. I like that. We will die in peace. I say, God, I want to have this. I want to have that living for you and have the Prince of Peace help me to sleep at night, but I want to have this peace that will confound the world. And I see this. I see this when people go to funeral. They're like, how are you keeping it together? Why? Because the Prince of Peace is giving me a peace that passes all understandings. I grieve, but I don't grieve like somebody that doesn't have hope. I grieve knowing that I have the Prince of Peace. I know that my eternity is settled with Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful thing. So now I want to go there. Um, Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace, the title with the time I have left. The Hebrew word sar is what it means. It's sar shalom, sar shalom, all right? Prince is what we translated it, but it means chieftain, chief ruler, captain. It means the head person, the leader, the commander. It, it carries a connotation of the one that is responsible to administrate this and deliver peace. There's a responsibility, like you've been charged with the responsibility to bring the peace. It's interesting, it's a paradox because it, it's, it's like a military term with peace. It's like the captain of peace. I mean, envision like Patton, like, the object of this is to have peace, and I'm bringing peace. I mean, that, it's kind of military, and it's peace, and it, but he is the one bringing peace. And, I, and I'm thankful that when they translated the Bible for the King James Version, and they were looking at the options that they could use, that they did some alliteration and said, Prince of Peace. How many are glad that we're singing Prince of Peace rather than Chief of Priest, you know, like Captain of Priest. It goes better, Prince of Peace. And maybe they took from Sar Shalom, like S, you know, P, you know, like Prince of Peace. And that's who he is. But don't miss this. He has this authority that he's been given. He has a command to bring peace into your life. He has authority to say, peace be still. He's the Prince of Peace. And, 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 and this is a beautiful, like princes are kings in waiting, like, right? A prince is a king in waiting. Did it become king? Well, when Jesus died and rose from the dead, like he went to another level, like 
king of peace instead of just prince of peace. Do you realize that when he rose from the dead, he comes to his disciples, and you know what he says? The first thing he says to them, peace be with you. Do you know that's the only place that we haven't recorded that he said it to his disciples? He said, peace be still. He said other things. But in that moment, when he comes back from the dead in John 20, verse 20, let me read it. It says, again, Jesus says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. He, he could have said all sorts of things like, I, I don't even want to speculate what he could have said, but he could have said all sorts of other things. But when he comes back from the dead and he sees his disciples, peace be with you, shalom with you. And, and in a way he was saying like, guess what? Uh, literally like, I be upon you. The Prince of Peace, be, like the King of Peace be upon you or you know, I shalom am with you right there. It's a beautiful thing. And he was saying, I've made all things right. Shalom has come. Shalom has won. Shalom is done. And in shalom, you and I, we are one. Beautiful thing. That's who we're serving. That's one of the titles that we sing. That's one of the things we see in Isaiah. And we, I don't want us to miss like Prince of Peace and just let it go in a song. Let it go in your soul. Let it go in your spirit. That's who's in charge right now. The Prince of Peace, the King of Peace, and he's the one that we are worshiping and we are adoring today. So Lord Jesus, I just pray right now with that title, with that that we see there, that we would grab hold of that, that you are Prince of Peace, even more than that, you're King of Peace. And I just pray right now for people that need what you're bringing, that they would grab peace of mind, that those that know you already would have that peace of mind and the things spoken over them or the things in their life or in their world would not throw them out of, of sorts and not let them have peace. Let them have peace of mind in Jesus' name. Lord, may we have peace in our living and peace in our dying. Peace in our living and peace in our dying. And I thank you, God, for the beautiful peace that you gave to people at the empty chair service where people remembered a loved one that they lost, but there was peace in the midst of that. And God, I pray that we would be bringers of peace. Thank you, God, that you didn't say that, you know, let's get ready for war, go into all the, you didn't say that. You said, peace be with you. Then you said, you're gonna send us out and we're bringing the message of Jesus Christ, the good news that they can be forgiven that God made a way so that we could have peace with him again. The peace was broken, but you have made the way. And so God, as we celebrate this Christmas and we think of the beautiful names that we know you by that were prophesied, may this one again go deep into our soul and deep into our spirit. May we praise you and give you glory and give you honor for you truly are the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.